Welcome to Rising Coaches with Sophia Bernardi. I'm your host, mindset and business coach, here to help you build unstoppable confidence in yourself and take your business to six figures and beyond. I built a six-figure business in under 12 months and more importantly, have helped my clients to get incredible results in their life, business and relationships using my signature programs. You are in the right place if you are looking to master your mindset and create a business and life filled with passion, joy and abundance. Let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today I am interviewing the beautiful Jackie Nountain. She is a graphic designer turned online design coach for small business owners. She helps passionate business owners take charge of their businesses, giving them the skills and confidence they need to create their own incredible visual brand and graphics through her programs, DIY Design My Beers and the Co-Creation Club. Jackie is also the host of podcast Design Hacks for DIYers, where she shares how good design and business is pivotal to growth and success. Jackie is a new mum, cheesecake lover and Canva fanatic. Let's get into that to today's epic episode. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. I'm so excited about um, today's conversation. As we were just saying before, I've been following you for such a long time now and I just think you have so much value you can add for a lot of my listeners um, that are starting their coaching business. Yes, I really hope so. It's, 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 I'm, I'm glad you find it helpful. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, is my Instagram really helping people? But I'm glad to hear that it is and I'm so excited to share with your audience today. Actually, you just reminded me, I remember you were once promoting um, this camera stand that you use. Yeah, you've got it right there. That's actually based on, yeah, what you shared. And so I guess that just straight away like shows that, yeah, the little tips and advice you give on, you know, making your business more effortless and more professional, like it really does work because I very rarely purchase something just because someone recommends it, but the way you did it was just great. Oh, that's good. I certainly should have, I should have, I should have asked for them to sponsor me or something because that was a lot of free promotion they got that day. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll just kick off by like, I would love to learn a little bit more about your business journey um, so far and how you got into graphic design. I'm really curious about how that all unfolded for you. Yeah. So I think it was a bit of a journey, but like I've always been that kind of a little bit creative, not drawing. I cannot draw. I cannot paint. I can, I can paint like I can paint like you see this pot in the background, like that kind of thing, but not like an actual nice drawing. In fact, my mum actually, when I was like 20, maybe 22, so too old for my mum to be that invested in my life, paid for me to go to drawing lessons because she thought it was that insane that I couldn't draw as a designer. I still couldn't draw after the drawing lessons. But anyway, um, how did I get into it? So I think just as a kid, I was really into just taking photos with my parents' film cameras. And then I started designing um, just for friends and family. And um, I found it just really, really fun. I loved the feeling of them being like, wow, that looks so cool. You made that like, yeah, I did. I'm so awesome as a kid. Um, and so I just kept on growing into those skills. And um, eventually I, yeah, I just kept on getting opportunities from friends and family saying, hey, can you design this for me? I'm like, yeah, of course, I'd love to. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying this enough. Let's go to uni for it. So I went and studied a Bachelor of Graphic Design. And I always wanted to run my own business as a kid. I was running, I made card businesses. I had jewelry businesses. I tried to sell rocks to my neighbors. That didn't go so well. Um, but I was doing, I always wanted to run my own business. My mom's a businesswoman. And so when I finished uni, I was like, oh, I should probably like work at an agency or something and get some proper experience. Blah, blah, blah. But 
I graduated uni in quite a like a, a regional town, regional city. So there wasn't like enough jobs for 30 graphic designers to have a job of employment. So I was like, oh, no one's wanting to hire me. I'll just start my own business early. And here I am eight, nine years later. Um, I've had this awesome business that pretty much started straight out of uni. Well, I was in uni probably it started. And um, it was just this really great um, transition from just slowly picking up extra client and extra client here and extra client there and really learning my skill and really really learning really well small businesses because I didn't I never had to work for large corporations I never had to work for that many like I just was always in this tiny niche of online businesses and a couple of in-person businesses and it's really like it's really helped me to really love business and really love design and really love and kind of have a better eye for helping businesses with their design because I kind of it it, it is me running business design it's all one in the same so I think that's a little bit how I started yeah that is so cool and it's it's so nice to hear how it just naturally unfolded and and also that um you know business has been ingrained with you like clearly for a long time if your mum's in business and you were you know naturally doing that as a kid as well so it's so cool to see like almost your dreams come true really yeah it's a bit like that I never thought of it like that but yeah I've been pretty lucky I love it I was actually the same I um even once cut up my dad's jeans the bottom and then like glued the bottom of it and like made handbags out of like denim and like would sell them so like your dad know he was doing these you were doing this to his jeans it was like his old old yeah don't worry um (laughs) but like I too had that kind of you know um aspiration I suppose as a kid to like create these businesses out of random so it's so cool to actually be doing what I love now and it sounds like you're doing the exact same so that's so cool um and so like today's podcast episode is really about you know how to create like a consistent visual brand you know that builds trust with your audience like that's something I tell my clients and everyone on the podcast as well all the time how important building trust and authority is and I think graphic design and you know having you know a personal brand really does a great job at that so I guess from your experience like what do you feel creates a great visual brand and how can that then lead to sales in someone's business yeah so like you've half answered it there in terms of a great visual brand means that you have a lot of consistency in the way that your graphics look it means you create a lot of trust and professionalism so when I say professionalism, I don't mean like corporate and stuffy and um, not you. I mean professional as in like it's 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 polished enough, it's consistent enough. It's it's not just looking like something you chuck together um, in five minutes and you didn't give it any thought. It looks like a, a legit business. And so it means, I guess what happens is when you have a consistent, and I'll expl- expand on that shortly, when you have a consistent and professional looking brand, when someone stumbles across your website or across your flyer or across your Instagram, instead of people having to, spend like there's usually this window of time where someone might follow you and like so say it takes four months for them to follow you for long enough to begin to gain enough respect and credibility and trust of you to then work with you I think the time of that is I haven't got figures on this but I reckon the time is at least halved if you have a professional brand because mm-hmm. there's this instant trust that happens straight away when they see you that, they, that, that you don't have to build that credibility around are you a legit business will you care for my money if I pay you like are you are you reliable as, as, as a person to to, to give me a, this service and so having that beautiful consistent professional brand just instantly helped the, the client the consumer journey to be a lot smaller um, it also helps people to just instantly trust you it helped people to just um, to when they see it just makes sense to them because when you look at graphics like 
you probably realize this as you're scrolling your social media, you'll see like we don't stop and pay attention to every single graphic that we see. We're just scrolling, 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 scrolling. And then all of a sudden something will catch our attention and we'll stop. Mm-hmm. It might be for half a second. It might be for five seconds. It might be for a minute if it's a really great post. But that, but what I want to emphasize is that people aren't stopping at everything. And so like we have these phrases flowing, flowing around like um, have scroll stopping content. And that is something we do need to consider because we do – there are so many businesses out there. And if we want our business to stand out, we need to do something about that. And I think having a beautiful, consistent and professional brand can do that because say, for example, um, my brand is a lot of purples and pinkies and blues and stuff. And I can guarantee that when, if, if someone's interested in what I have to say, if they're scrolling their feed and they see my color pop up, they're like, oh, they'll stop and they'll say, what's Jackie got to say today? I'm really interested in that. But say, for example, I didn't have that consistency. I didn't always use the same colors. I didn't always use the same style. I didn't always use the same fonts. If I just did like a khaki green post with like a really, um, like a, a weird kind of font that wasn't anything like I currently use, people would probably literally scroll straight past me because they don't recognize that it's something that I've got to share. Mm. And if your business isn't being consistent in the graphics that it posts, people aren't going to think, oh, that's such and such. I can stop and have a look at their thing. They'll just scroll straight on past because it doesn't make sense to them. It doesn't resonate with them. Um, oh man, I could talk about so so many different areas of this for so so long, but I'm going to leave some more for because I'm sure I'm going to flesh them out in the, more, in the rest of these questions that we're going to chat through today. But in essence, when we have that consistent brand and we have that personal brand, it helps people to to form a quicker connection with us, to form trust with us quicker, and it also helps. It also helps. Um, us to just communicate subconsciously. So say, for example, if you think of a day spa, if I've always told you think of a day spa, you probably think of blues and greens and kind of really beautiful fonts. Like there's a look that you almost find. And if I said to you, think of a takeaway shop, you probably think of reds and maybe yellows. And in the same way, if we craft a brand that we've actually thought about and that actually wants to make sense to our audience, um, then when people see our brand, they instantly just understand what we're about. They instantly understand if your business is going to charge $1,000 or $10. If your business is going to be working with mainly females or mainly men. If your business that's going to be targeted at corporate businesses or, uh, or at really um, playful, crafty businesses. Like there is such an underlying form of communication that happens when we see something visually, whether you realize it or not. And so as businesses, we need to make sure we're leaning into that and we're helping our audience to just understand at a glance what we're about and who we serve. Um, and that can really make sure that we are attracting the right customers, the customers that want the, and the clients, the clients that want to work with us and the clients that will turn into clients and the clients that will then stick with us and that we enjoy working with and enjoy working with us just through having visual branding that is on point and attracts them. I think that is so like so on point. And it's so funny when you just said for me to picture a spa or a takeaway place, like the colors you said is exactly what I thought about before you even said it. And so I think that just, you know, reminds everyone listening and even myself that like, you know, the colors you choose and the fonts you choose really does matter in terms of, you know, not only attracting certain people, but then getting them to stay because it's resonating with them. And I think that's something you do like an insanely good job at on your social media with it just staying so on brand, but also so unique to you which actually makes you stand out and I think that's so important with you know the online space just growing and growing and growing like what are you doing to show that you're actually um you know different and unique and I think that's where you know um creating you know great graphics is is so important so thank you for sharing that my pleasure you're so spot on yeah so I you know 
when starting a business, it can really feel like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but it can really feel like there's just a million things to do all the time. And personally, I love spending my days on Canva and creating stuff, but I know not everyone does. So do you recommend hiring a designer? And I'm talking in particular, I guess, to new business owners um, or learning to master it yourself. And, you know, if so, you know, when is a good time to hire a designer? Yeah. So the answer to both those questions is yes. <laughs> so the way I like to break it down is a few different ways. And every business owner is going to answer these questions differently. So you have to decide for yourselves how you feel um, and how you want to answer these to what's going to be best in your situation. Because what's, what's going to suit you isn't going to suit everyone. Um, but when you're starting a business, as we said, there is so many things to be thinking about. So it can be quite daunting and overwhelming. Um, so... <laughs> There's a few different ways you can go. First, the first path you can take is do everything yourself. It can be creating your whole branding, your whole logo, all of your graphics, your um, your Instagram, your flyers, your websites, everything all by yourself. The second path is to get a designer to do your overall brand. So asking them to make your logo and your style guide, which is just a guide to your style. So the kind of colors you use, the kind of look that you'll use, your kind of fonts, um, and maybe create a graphic or two for you, or even, or even less than that, actually. Um, and then the last path is for you to hire a designer to do everything for you. And so the middle path I forgot to mention was is where you would then go onto Canva and you would create the rest of your graphics, like your Instagram posts and all those things. And the last path is yeah, for a designer to do everything for you. And all of these parts are totally valid depending on your specific business journey. So if you are someone starting a business and you have quite a bit of time up your sleeve, like maybe um, you're starting a business because you've, you're, you're a bit bored, <laughs> you've got plenty of things, you've got plenty of time, you've got, you, you're really wanting to put your, your finger into every part of the pie. You want to learn how to do everything in your business. Like say for me, uh, with copywriting or with uh, social media strategy, all these different things. I taught myself those things really, really well first before I ever outsourced those things. And so if you're someone who loves to learn how your business works, how it'll best, best perform, if you want to learn why these colors are good for your business or why these fonts are going to suit your, your brand or um, all these different things, then it's a really great process to try to do it yourself, to learn how to do it yourself really, really well. To not just guess, um, because for example, in Canva, there are certain things you need to remember when designing a logo. It is really hard to do it yourself totally by yourself because you might get the files wrong you might get copyright issues wrong um, all these different things um, so there's there's the designing yourself kind of thing so if design for yourself if this is like a little check boxes if you have time if you don't loathe being creative if you love if you want that control of your business you don't want to hand all the way that your business looks over to someone else um, and you kind of, you, you want to learn how to do things really well yourself before you hire someone else to do things. So you have a really good overarching view of your business um, and you can be the person in control of that. So that's, that's a great reason to hire it, to, to do it all yourself. The next one, the option two is to kind of, if you're watching, like I'm doing a lot of hair gestures right now. So hopefully if you're listening to this, it still makes enough sense. Um, the second path is to hire a designer to just do a visual brand. So that means hiring a designer to just do your logo and just do your, your overall style guide. Um, and this is a great path if you're feeling really overwhelmed with your business, um, but you really want someone to just take over and do the thing, um, but you still want, you, you don't have enough money potentially to hire a designer to do everything for your business. So say, for example, doing a visual, getting a, a designer to do a visual brand, a good designer to your visual brand. If you're not getting a great designer, you could almost just do it yourself. But if you actually wanted to get a good designer, then it's going to cost you upwards of a thousand dollars. And so it could be anywhere from a thousand to three thousand. Um, and so you almost want to invest that because you want to make sure you're getting a really great brand, not just one that's been slapped together. It's going to be like everyone else out there. And so if you want to go down that path, absolutely do. But obviously the reason that 
the, 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 the thoughts of that is I have enough money to hire a designer, but I don't have enough money to hire them to do everything for my branding over and over and over again. Um, and then the last path is to hire a designer to do everything. And obviously, if you have the money for that, just go down that path, like absolutely invest in a designer to do everything for you. It'll save you time. It'll say it'll give you more time to invest in other areas of your business, like um, putting your time towards coaching or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means that um, you don't have complete control over your brand because you're handing it over to designer, which is really great, but it also means that you might not resonate with quite so much. Um, and it also means that you have to wait So say, for example, if you have an awesome business idea, like you want to create a lead magnet for your audience, or you want to do a social media post the next day or later this afternoon, you have to send that off to your designer, get them to spend a few, like for me, I have a couple of clients. I don't work with clients. I don't work at any new clients, but the current clients I do have, they need to give me notice. They need to give me at least a week or two's notice for me to design a graphic for them. And so as a business owner, that can really stunt our growth if we're not really forward planners. So if you're just wanting to do a lead magnet tomorrow, you need to send that off to your designer, then get them to wait for them to get back to you, then go back and forward five times, and then you'll have a design in a month's time. So it really depends on the immediacy you want things done, how much money you have, and um, if you have a little bit of time at the start to learn how to do it properly. Because when you learn how to do it properly, it can actually be really, really fun and really rewarding and, and help you to feel really in control of your business. So hopefully that makes sense. There's so many other things I could cover there, but that's a good overview. Yeah, I think you you sort of categorize that really well to like, you know, if you want to learn, then then learn. And if you have the money to delegate, then delegate and and things like that, depending on yeah, your personal preferences. I love playing around on Canva and getting to know it, but I also can see such a clear difference when someone such as yourself um does it. Like you just have a great eye for for yeah, putting it all together. I can't even really explain it. And I think, you know, something that stood out to me just then that you said is that, um, like, you know, so many things that other people might not think of, for example, like the copyright stuff, like, that's not something I would even think about. Like, I would just make a logo on Canva and like, hope for the best. But I guess, yeah, there would be copyright um, stuff all involved in in that. Yeah, exactly. And so there's, there's, there's so many different things to remember, which is why if people do want to do it themselves, I say, absolutely. And here is a course to teach you. Here is a coaching program to teach you. That's what I love. That That's what my business is. It's teaching people how to do these things. Because when you learn how to do it properly, you're, you, you can create beautiful, incredible graphics for your business that look professional that you created. And it really helps you to yet yeah, feel that ownership of your business. And it means that you're, when you learn how to do it properly, you're saving yourself a lot of time because I think, I don't know if you found this, but sometimes when we sit down to design our own graphics, we feel a bit overwhelmed. We're like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Do these colors really work together? Blah, 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 blah. But when you have someone that's actually going to teach you and then give you some feedback on those designs, um, then it can make the process a lot more, more enjoyable um, and something that's going to actually cause your business to succeed rather than like if you create bad graphics to your business, it's not going to do a good job for your business. So we need to learn how to do it properly. And we need to invest in that um, a little bit at the start, a little bit of time, a little bit of money to invest to do it properly. Um, even if that is doing it ourselves um, so that we can really do our business justice and, and give it the best chance of success we can. That's so cool. So you help a lot of people to learn how to master it themselves. And so for those that are listening and are considering doing doing that, like what is the most important thing to remember when creating your own graphics and you know, what is the first step like to, yeah, creating your own visual brand? 
yeah <laughs> it's so hard because I feel like there's a lot of different first dates yeah but I just actually, actually I should get out I have a freebie that talks about like the, the kind of the, the steps that you should take and one of the first ones is just to really gain a lot of clarity around your business especially if you're in the starting stages often we kind of just like oh I don't know what I'm doing who I'm going to work with or any of these things but I've actually got someone in my course right now going through and one of the first tasks is to post what you, who your target audience is and the kind of vibe you want your business to have and she's doing that right now and I'm challenging her to get more specific because she wants to work with business owners but as you can imagine there are a lot of different business owners there are business owners that are like me who like really fun and playful things and then there are business owners like someone else like a like a um a CEO in a high-rise building in Melbourne who's going to want a so totally different kind of business to work with and so as businesses we need to start working out who do we want to work with and how can that reflect on our business and so I actually teach when, when you're creating a brand I teach what's called a wow model and my wow model is three different circles that each stand for a letter in the in wow so w-o-w and you kind of picture it like a venn diagram of three different overlapping circles and in the middle of this overlap is where your perfect brand lies and so the first w stands for your who so that's what we're talking about just now of your target audience who do you want to work with what makes them tick how um how how, how do they how, do, how are they going to work with you? How are they going to find you? What kind of things do they love? What kind of fonts do they love? What kind of styles do they love? All these different things can help us create a visual brand that's going to really attract our, our target audience because you don't want to work with everyone. I don't want to work with particular sorts of businesses, not because I don't like them as human beings, but because I'm not going to work well with them. They're, they're going to get a better outcome if they're the person that's my ideal client because I'm going to really gel with them and they're going to get, um, and I'm going to, they're going to gel with me. And so, in our business, we need to make sure we're getting really specific on who we want to work with. And you may not know that at the start of your business, you may be like, I don't know who I want to work with yet. But what you need to do is just pay attention to the people that you loved working with. Pay attention to maybe that one client or that one pro bono. You're like, oh, that, that was really enjoyable. And then think about what does this person have in common with other people that I want to work with? And then sit down and ask them, hey, What's, what kind of colors do you like? Can I chat you a coffee and you tell me what kind of fonts you like? Or can I show you these pictures and you tell me which one you prefer? And kind of start getting an idea of the kind of things that these people like. Um, then that's not the only thing you have to base your visual brand on. There is two other sections and that is the O and the W of wow. The second, the, the O is for originality. And the originality is who you are because your business, especially as a coach, is going to be based a lot around you. If you're doing the coaching, people are working with you. And so you need to be like seeped into your business so that if someone like say for example my brands like those fun bright colors if you started working with me and I was like hello please fill out this form before you pass to the next step of blah 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 like it would just make no sense my branding doesn't align with the kind of person that I would be if I was like that but as you can kind of tell as you're talking to me my branding aligns with the kind of person that I am yeah. so as business owners we need to make sure that our branding aligns with who we are so when people start working with us it makes a heck of a lot of sense and we also feel really aligned and like when we show up for our business on Instagram for example we're showing up as ourselves and we're not thinking like oh I need to put on this professional front if I'm not feeling professional or I need to put on this silly front if I, if I want to look really professional like all like the, all of these different things so thinking about what are the things that I love what colors do I love what fonts do I love what kind of styles do I love and that's not to say that you do need to represent everything about yourself in your branding because that's impossible we are deep creatures and so for example 
I love the color mustard. I have mustard boots, mustard scarf, mustard jumper, mustard everything, mustard jumpsuit. Um, but you'll see mustard nowhere in my branding. That's because I can't represent everything that I love my branding. So that's where our well, three circles come into play. Where is a cross section between what I love, what my audience loves, and the third part of this, which is your why. What is my business's why? Why do I exist? This comes back to the day spa example of how do I want people to feel when I work with you? The reason day spas pick blue and greens kind of colors is because they make you feel relaxed they make you feel calm they make you feel at ease and so thinking about my think about what your business is how do you want people to feel when people work with you um what do you want them to just expect when they start working with you if you're a really corporate business then use like corporate kind of blues and really structured grays and all those kinds of things but if you're a really natural kind of based company use lots of reds or greens or browns if you're a really playful company like thinking about how can i represent what my business is stands for in my branding as well. So then when you think about the cross section between those three areas, what's the cross section between what my audience loves, what I love and what my, what my business stands for. And where those three cross over, that is where your perfect visual brand lies. And that is a really great place to start when you're working out your business. But when you, when you set these foundations first, it creates so much more clarity as you're creating your graphics. Um, and it means that when you start to think, oh, I love arches. Should I use arches in my branding? You think, does it align with these three areas? And if it does, then maybe, yeah, explore arches. And then when you've picked arches, always use arches because the second tip is consistency, being really consistent in the style that we use and the colors we use and the fonts we use because it helps people to recognize you. And it also saves you a heck of a lot of time because instead of having to reinvent the wheel every time you create a graphic, you already know what colors you're using. You already know what fonts you're using. You already know everything. And so you can just go from there. So those are the two things to think about is what is your wow? What is your who, your originality and your why? And how can I create consistency and use the same kind of graphics over and over in my graphics? I love that so much and your framework is, yeah, just literally captivates like everything that you need in order to to create a standout brand. So I think that's that's so awesome and I think that's going to really help people um, who are getting started on this journey that are realising the importance of this and, and want to make some steps towards that. So I guess just to finish off, you know, <clears throat> something that we've spoken about as well is that, um, you know, getting into design can for some can be really overwhelming and so how do you do you have any tips on how to fight perfectionism when creating that design because I know that can hold me back at times as well it's like wanting to make it perfect but then to the point I'm spending way too much time on it so how do you beat that yeah yep Yep. You're definitely not alone in that. So many people come across this and even I come across it and I'm not a perfectionist. Like I'm the queen of just chucking stuff out when it's half good, yeah. but I do still find I face basis in design. And there's a few things to remember. The first is that design is not math. Why I say that is because there is no one answer to design. When you do two plus two, it equals four. There is no other options. But when you're doing design, there are, is there is a thousand good options for the outcome. Like mm -hmm. your perfect color for your branding might be pink. But it might be peach and it might be purple or it might be green. All of those could be the correct answer. And so not trying to get in your head about, oh, is this like I've so many, so many when I coach people, they're often like, oh, should I tweak this pink a little bit to be slightly darker or slightly lighter? I'm like, to be honest, it does not matter. Just mm. pick one and go with it. Um, like that we can, we can spend so much time. I almost think it's self-sabotaging ourselves by, by going back and forth, trying to find the perfect design. But to be honest, there's no one perfect design. If, we, if we're kind of pushing through and kind of making sure that design is appealing to our target audience, our design makes sense to what our business is about and our design resonates with us. 
And that's a really great start. And then if we're then consistent with what we do. So I have this phrase and this, this um, motto that I always say, and it's pick and stick, pick something and stick with it. And that's your right answer. Like I've got, there's some people that I follow on Instagram and I don't love their branding. I don't, I don't think they've done a fabulous job, but they are consistent with it. And as a result, I still notice their posts because they're consistent. I'm like, oh, that's such and such as graphic. Even though I don't love it, I recognize them because they've stuck with it. And so even just doing that can be so important. Like if you, often when we, when we get caught in trying to second guess ourselves all the time, we're like, oh, I'll try this font. Oh, next time I'll try this font. Next time I'll try this font. And you just keep on trying different fonts and you get no consistency. You can't build that loyalty with your audience and they can't begin to recognize you. So some things to remember is, yeah, pick and stick, pick one thing, stick with it. Don't, design isn't like math. Um, and just realizing that, yeah, there is no one right answer. Um, and if you're really, really getting stuck, ask someone in your target audience what they think. Don't ask, don't post on a business page on Facebook that's like on a business group of like 50,000 people and say, hey, do you like my logo? Because you will get 50,000 opinions. And the only opinion that matters is either that of a professional designer that, that knows your business inside out or your target audience. And so only, only people you should be asking for opinions is a designer or your target audience. So making sure that you don't confuse yourself as well. Like if you're getting halfway through stuck, a halfway through a design and getting stuck, stop and, and maybe look at it in the next day, maybe show someone your target audience, but don't post it in a Facebook group of a thousand people or don't just never post it because that's the last tip is posting something is better than posting nothing. Um, most of the time you could do a really horrid job and that really that that negates my point but <laughs> overall if you're trying really hard and you've created something then putting it out there and getting it to communicate at all is better than not posting it out there at all so um, get out of your head pick and stick post it up there and see what happens and improve as you go um, there is no like when you're creating a branding like say for example when I created my brand I had a few colors but I've added colors to it as I've gone I've tweaked colors as I've gone not heaps other people wouldn't be able to notice but I've done these things slightly and that's helped me to be more resonant with my brand but it's not changing enough that it's not confusing people of who is Jackie's brand again um, but yeah those are a couple of tips for you yeah I was actually that was kind of going to be my follow-up question like for those that I, I totally agree with you, like the pick and stick, I think that's so, so important. I'm going to use that. But like for those that feel that they're, they're, um, they've evolved and therefore they're, they, you know, want to change their colors and stuff. Like, I guess you sort of answered it, but do, do you just re recommend doing that in a really subtle way? Or how would you recommend going that where people realize, oh, these colors I've used in the past, like, yeah, no longer resonate with me. Then what? Yep. There's two ways you can handle this. The first is like what you've just said of just slowly evolving. So for me, for example, my first brand was gray and pink, gray and white, sorry. Then I was like, I was because I was terrified of not niching. I was trying, I was terrified of niching down. So I just picked gray and white. So I was like, yep. And then I was like, no, let's push into this female business owner niche. So then I went into like hot pink and white and that just didn't resonate with me at all. Um, and then after that, I did my slow evolution, which was when I just slowly added in a bit of a blue instead of the white. And then I slowly changed my pink to softer and more purpley. And then I was like, I work in a peach would go well with this. So I added that in. Um, and I've stuck with those colors for maybe three years now. And so the slow evolution is really is really helpful because it can help you to slowly lean into what you want to do um, and just slowly tweak things as you go but you do have to be really careful of the consistency here because if you're doing something and you're not being 
you're not making a solid decision about it, then it can be really confusing for your audience. So you need to make a solid decision and stick with it. Once you make that decision, like say you introduce purple, stick with using that purple. Don't just pull in and out and try different colors every day. Um, and then there's a, the, the option of doing a full rebrand. And that can be really exciting as well because you can you can see it with your audience and say, hey, there's something new coming. Yeah, I've seen oh, uh, yeah exactly. And so there's, there's, I get there's excited. I get excited on behalf of them, like, oh, what's yeah, happening? I know. But the problem with that one is if you change everything all of a sudden, then people can be like, oh, who's this person I'm following? If they're not like, you know, there's those followers that are really invested in you. Yeah. But then there's those followers on the on the outskirts and they might see every one of one of your posts, every like 10 posts or so. If you're just suddenly doing a whole new brand, then they can be like, who is this person I'm following again? I don't recognize who they are. Unfollow. Yeah. And like, it can be so. Imagine that would happen. Yeah. I've done it with people accidentally. I'm like, oh, did I unfollow them? I didn't mean to. I just didn't understand their rebrand. And so making sure that if you do do a solid, a massive rebrand, that you're really kind of taking your audience through that and you're giving them some time to adjust and you're being really clear. Like say some people just change their name, change their branding, change their photos all at once. And it means that there's no way to recognize you anymore. So even just changing that slowly um, or yeah, as we say, um, just doing that, that's that slow introduction, like what I've done with my branding colors over the years. Yeah, I think that is a really helpful piece of advice. Like in the past, like I've just randomly changed it thinking, oh, no one's paying attention to me. No one cares anyway. So I'll just change it. But I can see why like it's important to do that mindfully. And when I think back to the first, you know, kind of colors I used and the way I did it, it was just so boring. Like I used Arial font, just like my name. And there's like just one color. Like it's just <laughs> crazy to see how much has shifted from like trying to understand it and learn and invest the time into you know you know prioritizing creating that brand because like for example just like even feedback on yours like when I first saw your account I was like wow this person knows exactly what they're doing they're an expert in their field they're so professional and I didn't know anything about you but the trust was there immediately because it was just so clear and apparent to me that you you are like this is not an accident this is like very intentionally crafted yeah. I think it just that's why I've kept following you because I've been like like you know what you're doing like you're the go-to person um for all things design and I think that just really shows that what you're talking about really matters yeah I think you that, that that's such a great way to put it I think I'm gonna like listen to this and rewrite and write down what you just said because yeah the fact that we can have our businesses come across as so professional so instantly like no this isn't an accident I I am legit in this business when you work with me I know what the heck I'm doing like yeah. that kind of just can be conveyed so easily through design so that is spot on yeah and like you know when you follow those Instagram accounts and you're like oh this person's like so up there like I couldn't even reach out to them kind of thing like when I first like found your account I was like you're like the real deal like to speak to you would be like really cool and I just and obviously you're so approachable and so easy to talk to but I think it just showed that like my point is is that your branding is so fun and colorful and happy and vibrant but at the same time it's so professional like you've really done a great job at merging the two and I think that's you know that's been something like a real eye-opener for me that you can like professional doesn't have to mean corporate black and white kind of thing like you were mentioning in the beginning so I think um yeah I, I hope everyone that's listening to this goes and checks out your account because like it's a real inspiration <laughs> thank you that is like the best feedback I put, could have ever gotten so I appreciate that yeah that, that, that's how yeah. I get request yeah no um honestly it really has so I guess um how can people you know keep in touch and get to know you or even work with you 
Yeah, I would love to work with you. I love I loved teaching this stuff. Like we get all down into the nitty gritties of exactly how to create a logo, what things to think about, how to create your social media posts and all these things. So if you want to learn some more about this branding and business and design stuff, I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram and check out this magically great page. Apparently I've got um, at whitedeergd. So my business is called White Deer. Um, or you can head to my website and just head to whitedeer.com.au forward slash hangout. And that's where I put lots of free resources for you guys that listen to the podcast um, and you'll be able to kind of get in touch with me there and and start your little business branding journey that is awesome I'll be sure to put all of those links in the show notes thank you so much for coming on here and just sharing like really valuable advice Um, I'm definitely going to be listening back to this myself so thank you it's a pleasure thank you for having me if you enjoy listening to this podcast I highly recommend joining my free Facebook community rising coaches with Sophia Bernardi the perfect place to learn more tools strategies tips and free trainings on how to grow your business in a way that feels good for you for more information head to the link in the description